0: Pastor Margaret and I welcome you to join us, our blessed business, both within and outside Kenya, in this program, Precious People, and as we begin this program, the title of the program is, Who are these that have struck the earth with such enormous power and massive authority? With a plague of locusts and dreadful diseases such like Ebola, Zika virus, coronavirus, who are these that have literally shut down the earth? Well, blessed people, that is the title of our program tonight. And as you join us, both within and outside Kenya. For you tuned in terrestrially, and also our blessed listeners tuned in online, I welcome you to join us in this program, precious people. And I'll begin by reading the book of Revelation chapter 11, verse 3. You can open with me the book of Revelation chapter 11, verse 3. I will read from NIV. NIV says, and I will appoint my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. In amplified version, the book of Revelation chapter 11, verse 3 says, And I will grant the power of prophecy to my two witnesses, For 1,263 and a half years dressed in sackcloth. The same picture of the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 3, New King James Version says, and I will give power to my two witnesses, and I will prophesy 1,260 days in fact, Allow me also read from King James Version, the same scripture of the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 3, says, in King James Version. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand, two hundred and three score days, Clothed in sackcloth, Blessed people, in this scripture that you have just read from the book of Revelation chapter 11 verse 3, number one, you see that this is God the Father Yahweh himself speaking and saying that these two prophets are his own that these two mightiest, mightiest prophets are his own witnesses that come to witness for him on the earth, to witness his message on the earth. And number two, what we see from this scripture in the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 3, number two, the voice of God direct from heaven from his throne. The voice of God from the throne of God in heaven says that these are His two witnesses because they go ahead of Him. They precede Him, meaning they go ahead of Him before He arrives. And number three, precious people, you see that these two dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter 11 they are dedicated to speaking for God's word. They are specially dedicated by God himself to speaking God's own word to the earth and to this generation. And number four, you see that God Almighty, he has prepared them, the two dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter 11, at his throne in a special way. And he calls them his own prophets. He calls them, God Almighty calls them his own witnesses. Because they are specially and uniquely prepared by God. And dedicated by God to seek the judgment of God to be asked as his servants. Blessed people as you continue in this program. I would also like to read from the book of Revelation, chapter 10, verse 7. You can open with me The book of Revelation, chapter 10, verse 7, says, the Seventh angel is about to sound his trumpet. The mystery of God will be accomplished, just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. Blessed people, from this scripture, you see that the two dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter 11, they always come in ahead to announce the judgment of God and bring the judgment of God to the unrepentant nations. Blessed people, these two witnesses, they are true. They must operate as two. They are two in number because that is what was prescribed by the law, the law of God that Moses received. And if you look at the book of Numbers, chapter thirty-five, please open with me the book of Numbers, chapter thirty-five, verse saying, The book of Numbers, chapter 35, and verse 30. It says, Anyone who kills a person is to be put to death as a murderer only on the testimony of witnesses. But no one is to be put to death on the testimony of only one witness. Precious people, you see that they always had to be true. Even when it came to their murderer, who was put to death, he had to be put to death only on the testimony of witnesses. They were always true. You can also open with me the book called the Testament, chapter seventeen. Verse 6, the book of the Shalom, chapter 17, verse 6 says, On the testimony of two or three witnesses, a person is to be put to death, but no one is to be put to death on the testimony of only one witness. Again here, precious people, the Bible, the Word of God reiterates but they had to be two witnesses. And also please come with me to the book of Matthew chapter 18 and verse 16. The book of Matthew chapter 18, verse 16 says, But if they will not listen, take one or two others alone. So that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Again, here is the people. The Bible. The Bible reiterating that there have to be two witnesses. Please also turn with me to the book of Second Corinthians. Chapter 13. And verse 1, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 says, This will be my third visit to you. Every matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Once again, here, precious people, you see that they had to be true witnesses. It was never one witness. They always had to be two witnesses, precious people. And from this scripture, you see why they must operate us too. From the scripture that you have just read, you see why these two dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter 11 must operate as two. That's why when they came, somehow, we had to see two of them. And I know for some time we saw one, but somehow, because of the fulfillment of this law, the scripture that you have just read, we would have to see them as two, until finally we saw two of them. One was in the background, these two dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter eleven—they always operate as two. And precious people, from the scripture that we read earlier on in the book of Revelation chapter eleven, verse three, the word "witness" in this context—it essentially, from its old ancient de- definition. The word witness is the root word from which we get the word matter. And therefore, like many of those that will follow the Lord and be steadfast unto their faith and will be killed for their faith, these two most dreadful prophets of Jehovah Yahweh that come from God's throne are also very steadfast on their faith even unto death during the Great Tribulation, when they finish their witnessing, they are not killed by the Antichrist because they are weak or because their power has run out. No, not at all precious people. But these two most dreadful witnesses of Revelation eleven, they are killed because They have finished their mission of witnessing for the Lord. And they surrender voluntarily to the Antichrist to be king. Just like Jesus also surrendered his life voluntarily to the enemy at the end of his mission. And at this juncture, allow allow me to read here from the book of Revelation. Please stand with me. To the book of Revelation chapter 11. I'll read verse 7, and it says, Now, when they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes out from the abyss will attack them and overpower and kill them. Precious people, once again, these two most dreadful Most revered witnesses of Revelation chapter 11, they are not killed by the Antichrist because they are weak or because their power has run out, not at all. But they are killed because they have finished their mission of witnessing for the Lord and they surrender voluntarily to that Antichrist to be killed. I'll also read here from the book of Revelation chapter 2, verse 10 onwards. Please turn with me to the book of Revelation chapter 2. I'll read from verse 10 to verse 11, which says, Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Verse 11 says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the church says to the churches. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. How powerful, precious people. That for them who will be faithful, even to the point of death, the martyrs, where we are still blessed people, the word witness is the root word from which you get the word martyrs. And you see here, that for them that will be faithful even unto the point of death, they will receive the victor's crown. Please also turn with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 12, from verse 11 onwards. The book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11 says, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. They did not love the life so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice you, heaven, and you will dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea? Because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Blessed people, here again... Talking about the martyrs. Them blessed people who endured even to the point of death. I'd also want to read like to read here from the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 4. The book of Revelation, Chapter 20, verse 4 says. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Precious people, in to the verse 4, so, talking about them who were beheaded because of the testimony for Jesus. The martyrs, blessed people, who endured even to the point of death, and precious people, these two mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord that are God's own, they cannot be killed until they finish the testimony. These mightiest, mightiest prophets of Revelation chapter eleven, they cannot be killed. They cannot be killed until they finish the testimony on the earth on God's behalf. And just as the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost was to empower the church to be a witness to Jesus, you see also in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We just like to read, precious people. The book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit counts on you. And you will be my my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Very powerful here, precious people. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, he came to empower the church, that they may now witness for Christ. In the book of Acts, chapter two, verse thirty-two, says, "God has raised this Jesus tonight, and we are all witnesses of it." Here again, another scripture talking about the church being the witness, being witness to God having raised Jesus tonight, witnessing for Jesus. And in the book of Acts chapter 3, verse 15, the book of Acts chapter 3, verse 15 says, You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. Very powerful, precious people. How the whole community came on the day of Pentecost to empower the church that he may now witness for Christ. And in the book of Acts chapter 13 and verse 31, please you can open with me the book of Acts chapter 13. Verse 31 says, Acts 13, verse 31 says, And for many days he he was seen by those who had traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem they are now his witnesses to our people. Very powerful scriptures here, really precious people in the book of Acts, talking about the church now being witnesses for Jesus. After the empowerment by the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, now the church was able to witness for Christ. And so it is also true about these two dreadful witnesses of the Lord. When the church has been taken away in the rapture, these two witnesses are now empowered by the Spirit of the Lord and they are given God's power. As you have already seen in this beginning of God's things that is already sweeping the earth right now as you watch. Precious people, When you look at the coronavirus in Asia, and which has now spread to the other parts of the earth, many nations of the world, when you look at the earthquakes, the terrible earthquakes that have been prophesied by these two dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter 11, the historic earthquake that took place in Haiti, which left the nation of Haiti completely devastated. This historic earthquake in Haiti that left over 300,000 dead. Until today, the nation of Haiti has never, never returned to normalcy. Precious people, these terrible earthquakes which are the beginning of earthquakes, the historic earthquake that took place in Mexico, where we saw huge cathedrals of idol worship broke down, completely crashed in the in the earthquake. The historic earthquake in Chile. The 8.8 magnitude earthquake that took place in Chile, the fulfillment of the words of these mega, mega prophets of Jehovah Yahweh, this historic earthquake in Chile that killed the earth, precious people. When you look at the earthquakes, the earthquake that hit the Himalaya mountains, look at the earthquake. How these two mega prophets of Jehovah struck struck the earth with the earthquake in Nepal, the highest mountain, Mount Everest. Precious people, very, very terrifying. The beginning of bad things. Look at the hurricanes. That these two dreadful witnesses of the revelation that in heaven. They commanded into being Hurricane Katrina that completely destroyed New Orleans. Hurricane Harvey. Hurricane Irma. Look at how when they gave the prophecy, when these two mega prophets of Jehovah gave the prophecy, and called out the ocean in the Caribbean. And the storm came from the ocean and completely destroyed the Caribbean islands up to a point where some of the islands were completely written off. Very, very shocking, precious people. Look at the plagues. The plague of locusts right now in Kenya. Look at the plague of the deadly coronavirus in Asia and which has now spread to the many parts of the world, with many, many dying every day, and thousands of people. Now the numbers is going to almost fifty thousand of those who have been affected by this deadly coronavirus. Look at the kind of deadly plagues that they have struck the earth with. The Ebola virus, the Zika virus. How shocking the farming. Precious people. It is very, very shocking. And if they, if these two, most dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter eleven can strike the earth with such unbearable judgments of God the Father in the beginning of God's things, then how much more severely will they strike the earth when the most dreaded dispensation of the great tribulation sets in. And precious people, isn't fact the reason why we as a church should quickly prepare? And in repentance and holiness to exit this art, you see that these two mega prophet of Jehovah Yahweh the mightiest mightiest prophet of the Lord Yahweh since their ministry is reminiscent with the ministry of Moses, the friend of God as prescribed in the Bible through the plagues that they must have the power they must have the power to bring to the earth The turning of water into blood. The calling of the dreadful cloud of God, Yahweh, that visited in the wilderness to come to them. And also since the ministry of these two mega, mightiest, mightiest prophets of Jehovah, Yahweh, is reminiscent with the dreadful ministry of Elijah that involves the calling of the consuming fire of God to come down from heaven and the power to shut or open the heavens so that it may rain or not at their command. The uncompromising stance of Elijah against sin. Therefore, the message of these two ancient. Mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord who are God's own must undoubtedly be that of both the law and the prophet. Because look at how they have struck the earth now. Look at the current plague that they have struck the earth with. The plague of the terrible coronavirus. And the terrible plague of the locals. That is not devastating Kenya. Look at the earthquakes that they command. Terrible earthquakes, deadly earthquakes. Destroying buildings. Bringing down cathedrals of idol worship. Even striking the highest mountain, Mount Everest. Like right in the Himalaya mountains, the magnitude, the the, the earthquakes are command to being. For example, the Chile earthquake, which was 8.8 magnitude, that even tilted the earth. Very shocking place of people. Look at the storms. Even right now when you check on your news, you see the storm that came from the Baltic Sea and now has struck Europe. Precious people, the hurricane Hurricane Maria, Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Harvey, Isma. Look at how When these two mega-prophets of Jehovah Yahweh, when they call out the ocean and look at how the storm devastated Florida, precious people, it is such a dreadful thing. And when you look at that kind of ministration, what is grace about it? When you look at that kind of ministration by these two dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter 11. What is it? What is there that is great about it? You can see very clearly, precious people, that it is strictly the law and the prophet. It is the judgment of God. These two dreadful witnesses of Revelation eleven, they are judging the unrepentant nations. And that is why the rabbis said very clearly in the conferences in Jerusalem that they have seen two who have appeared and they are now judging the unrepentant nations. And they said in their Torah that they expected that when Elijah comes back, he would come as a devil and he would go around judging the unrepentant nations. And the sign that they have arrived would be to see two going around judging the unrepentant nations. How shocking, precious people. How fearful. And another thing that you see here, precious listeners, is that the message of these two mega-prophets of Jehovah Yahweh, their message must be undoubtedly that of both the law and the prophets. Meaning, they must be the prophets of the Old Testament. And at this time, please, open with me the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. The book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 17, says, It says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Talking here about the law and the prophets. And in that same book of Matthew, chapter verse 12 says so in everything do to others what you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets here again another scripture talking about the law and the prophets yeah, they all got together the law and the prophet. and in the book of Matthew chapter eleven, verse thirteen says, the book of Matthew chapter eleven, verse thirteen, it says, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. The Bible is that it is always about the law and the prophets. And in the 7th book of Matthew chapter 22, Matthew chapter 22, verse says, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Precious listeners, In all these scriptures you can see that you cannot separate the law and the prophets. It is always about the law and the prophets. Please also turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 16, verse 16 says, The book of Luke chapter 16, verse 16 says, the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone is forcing their way into it. Many powerful scripture here, precious people. Again, the law and the prophets. And you can see the word of God is very consistent. Because in each of these scriptures, it is talking about the law and the prophets. And in that same scripture, in that same chapter, chapter 16 of the book of Luke, verse 29 says, Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophet. Let them listen to them. Very mighty, precious people. In the book of Luke 24, verse 44, another instance where the Bible recalls about the law and the prophets. The book of Luke chapter 24, verse 44 says, He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the Law of Moses, the Prophet, and the Psalms. And the book of John chapter 1, please open it. me as you join us in this program, both within and outside Kenya. The book of John chapter 1, verse 45 says, Philip followed Nathaniel and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophet also wrote Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. The law and the prophet's again, precious people. And in the book of Acts, chapter thirteen. Verse 15, how powerful, the people, the word of God. And here we are looking at the law and the prophets. And we are seeing that the message that these two most glorified prophets of Jehovah Yahweh, their message must be undoubtedly that of both the law and the prophets. Now, the book of Acts chapter 13 and verse 15 says, verse 15 of the book of Acts chapter 13, it says, after the reading from the law and the prophets, the leaders of the synagogue sent word to them saying, brothers, if you have a word of extortion for the people, Please speak. Again, here, emphasizing on the law and the prophets. And in the book of Acts of the 24, verse 14, please turn with me to the book of Acts of the 24. Verse 14, says, The book of Acts, chapter 24, verse 14. It says, However, I admit that I worship the God of our ancestors as a follower of the way, which they call a sect. I believe everything that is in accordance with the law, and that is written in the prophets. Precious people, you can see that in all this scriptures that you have just read, it is talking about the law and the prophets. Allow me also read from the book of Acts chapter 26, and verse 22 says, But God has helped me to this very day. So I stand here and testify to small and great alike. I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen. Very mighty, precious people, still emphasizing on the law and the prophets. And still in, the, in regard to the law and the prophets, we have seen, precious people, that the message of this mightiest, mightiest prophet of the Lord Yahweh of Revelation chapter 11, this mega-prophet of the Lord, that the message must be that of both the law and the prophet. Allow me also read from the book of Acts chapter 28, verse 23 says they arranged to meet paul on a certain day and came in in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying he witnessed to them from morning till evening explaining about the kingdom of god and from the law of moses and from the prophets he tried to persuade them about jesus how mighty precious people talking again here about the law of Moses, the law and the prophet. You cannot separate the truth. It is always about the law and the prophet. And in the book of Acts chapter 3, verse 21, it says here, But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. Very powerful here, precious people. And if you have just joined us in this broadcast, our listeners tuning in both within and outside Kenya. From the scripture that you have just read, we are seeing... That the message brought by these by these mightiest mightiest prophets of Jehovah Yahweh must be undoubtedly that of both the law and the prophets, and that these two mega prophets of Jehovah Yahweh must be the prophets of the Old Testament. And blessed people, the Jewishness of mega prophets of the Lord can only simply. It can only imply that these two dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter 11, they bear God's promise to restore Israel. They behold God's promise to restore Israel. And even their arrival. Their arrival on the earth is saying that God intends to restore Israel. And these two mightiest, mightiest prophets of Jehovah Yahweh, they will bring Israel to faith in Christ Jesus. And no wonder the Bible says, And how will they believe on, on him whom they have not seen? How then shall they call on him on whom they have not believed? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Precious people, you can see here that even the arrival of the mega-prophet of Jehovah Yahweh on the earth, it is a sign that God intends to restore Israel. Then please turn with me to the book of Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 1, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, I read from verse 1 onwards, which says, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me to and fro among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Covenant Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophets to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says to these bones. I will make bread enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. We have just read from the book of Ezekiel chapter 37, from verse 1 to verse 6. And we see that God is able to restore Israel again and graft them to his only tree. The only tree of revival. How powerful, precious people. And from this scripture of the book of Ezekiel 37, verse 1 you saying, that the Lord is saying, that the time has now come for revival in Israel. The time has now come for the restoration of Israel. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written in the book of Acts, in the book of Romans, chapter 11, verse 26. Let's read here, precious people, the book of Romans, chapter 11, verse 26, says, And in this way, all Israel will be saved, as it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion, He will turn godlessness away from Jacob. And so therefore, precious people, these two dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter 11, they are the most beautiful feet that feed the good news to the whole earth and to Israel. Their ministry involves the whole earth as you have seen already in the scene, ever since they appeared into the Bible landscape, we see that their ministry involves the whole earth. But then they will finally end up in Jerusalem, and they have all the markings and the sites of the Old Testament Jewish prophets. And these two most dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter 11. They come to prepare the whole earth, planets included, for the glorious coming of the Messiah. And the fact that they come as the two witnesses of God, it symbolizes what Jesus ordered the church to do. But when Jesus, when he sent his disciples to go out and preach, He sent them as tools. They had to go in tools. And these two most dreadful witnesses of Revelation chapter 11, they also symbolize the two testaments of God. That is the Old Testament and the New Testament. So where you go now, precious people? You now know that when you see the dreadful thick, dark love of God they tend to visit this mega prophet of Jehovah Yahweh, when you see the terrible earthquakes, The terrible earthquake that took place in Chile. The historic earthquake in Mexico. The deadly earthquake that took place in Haiti. When you see such historic earthquakes taking place at the command of these mega prophets of Jehovah Yahweh, the earthquake the historic earthquake that shook the Himalayan mountains, precious listeners, the Russian earthquake. When you see these terrible earthquakes take place and the hurricanes when these two parts of Jehovah Yahweh Commanded the ocean not to stop, and the ocean came up full force. And you saw how, at their word, the hurricanes came into being, destroying and obliterating entire islands. They were the Caribbean islands killing thousands of people, the Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Maria, Hurricane Michael. When you see, precious people, the terrible plagues that these two dreadful witnesses of Revelation 11 have struck the earth with, the deadly coronavirus, the Ebola virus, Zika virus, where babies are are born with microcephalus heads. Precious people, the deadly plagues, the plague of locusts. When you see such shocking one that's taking place on the earth, then you know what responsibility is laid upon you as an individual. Well, precious people, my names is Pastor Margaret Trombone, and today we have been looking at And asking who are these that have struck the earth with such enormous power and massive authority with a plague of locusts and dreadful diseases, the Ebola virus, Zika virus, the deadly coronavirus. Who are these that have literally shut down the earth? Now you know, precious people, what responsibility is laid upon you. Thank you very much. Blessed listeners.